Well, Adopt Together, I hope you're doing well, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for the Adopt Together podcast. This is the true stories, the unfiltered stories of adoption and adoptees and birth mothers' journeys and their lives that have been touched by adoption. This is an interview that I did with a young man named Adam Weber, who is an extraordinary guy. He's actually a pastor somewhere in North Dakota or in one of the Dakotas. And one of, and I do not use this phrase lightly, one of the most likable people I have ever been around, where you just go, I want to be around this person more and again and often. And he has an extraordinary adoption story that I would love for you to hear. So I recorded it while we were at a conference together in Atlanta, Georgia. And we kept getting kicked out of the room we were sitting in with our headsets trying to talk. So if you hear some background noise, I want to apologize ahead of time. And if you hear it sort of stop and start, it's because people came in and said, get out of here. So we ended up finishing this conversation in a hallway of a convention center. But I just did not want it to end. And I wanted our conversation to continue because his adoption story and his outlook on his adoption is so powerful and so extraordinary. So check him out. His name is Adam Weber. You can find him on Twitter. His um, church is called Embrace, and his story is right here on this podcast, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Check it out. I am here, uh, and in we're here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm sitting here across from a brand new friend of mine. Can't wait to to have this conversation. And this is the Adopt Together podcast. Um, we are having this conversation with, I have an adoptive dad in front of me who's hip and cool and blazers and cool pants and a cool hat and stuff. Uh, tell us who you are and tell us, uh, you know, how you came to, to this life that you're living. Yeah, so I am Adam Weber, and it's it's just a pleasure to connect with you, Hank. Just a huge pleasure and honor. So I'm Adam Weber. I'm in uh, Sioux Falls, which is, if you have no idea where that's at, it's in South Dakota. And Where's I'm, that? I, I, yeah, exactly. Somewhere <laughs> close South to Dakota. Canada. Is that Canada? Yeah. Is that a Canadian territory? I said territory? South Dakota to someone earlier today, and they're like, oh, I know where Canada's at. I'm like, okay, yeah. it's still quite a ways away. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm there, and I'm the lead pastor of, of a church that's roughly nine, ten years old. Awesome. And um, we're a multi-site church, and just grateful to be doing what I do. I'm the last person who ever thought they'd be a pastor, uh, even a, really a Christian to start. And so it's it's really crazy that I do what I do, but I it's absolutely amazing. love being a pastor. Yep. Amazing. Yep. It's awesome. Very cool. So you've been a pastor for the last 10 years. What did you do before that? Uh, just fresh out of school. So I oh, wow. did okay. an undergrad for business and marketing. Never thought, again, I was going to be a pastor. Okay. And then the summer before my senior year, through the craziest things, I ended up filling in for a pastor and fell in love within the first week. So wow, that's cool. finished grad and then went to master's and got that and came back and started a church. Nice. So. And you just like, you're one of those lucky people that like, you, the first thing you did, you were good at, and it was like, oh, that's annoying, Adam. <laughs> for the rest of us, that's obnoxious. But I'm so glad that's happened yeah. for you, and we're cheering you on. You're like, oh, yeah, I got out of school, and then I was just suddenly really good at this. No, that's, no, no, that's no. That's amazing. No. Uh, you, you and, like, LeBron James and a few other people have the, had that the experience. The complete opposite. Uh, so uh, tell me about living in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Did you grow up in Sioux Falls? Yep, I, like so you I'm, were born and raised Sioux Falls. You don't like find Sioux Falls from like say Chicago or something, right? Yeah, it's you like, really don't find Sioux Falls. I'm, I'm actually born and raised South Dakota, so northeast part of South Dakota um, is where I grew up. And Fargo is uh, Fargo is in North Dakota. Oh, okay, so there's, and there's <laughs> a difference. Good, okay, gotcha. This is like, <laughs> n- n- is there a wall like East it, Germany? Is it like it used to be the Dakota Territory? So you're not too far off. Okay, 
Okay. That was in like the cool. 1800s, but no, give or take a couple hey. years. <laughs> so, feel, does it feel like the 1800s in some parts of Deco- the Dakotas? It really does, actually, in many ways. But it's it's Sioux Falls and, and Fargo are actually two very similar cities okay. that are up-and-coming cities in every way, shape, or form. Awesome. It's been awesome. they got electricity and, and electricity like up-and-coming. There's indoor <laughs> plumbing in a lot of the houses. Well, it's just the art community even is really yeah. exploding in that area. So awesome. it's pretty it's pretty rad to be from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, actually. I'm, I'm, Amazing. I'm, no, I'm it's good. I know South I'm only – Teasing you it's the just because you're ever. the only person from <laughs> Sioux Falls. I've been to 47 states. Three of the states I have not been to, two of them are the Dakotas. No way. Seriously. I've been to every other state except for the Dakotas and Maine. Those so are, those if are my you only come, missing. don't go anywhere near where I live. Go to the west side <laughs> okay. of the state because okay. it's beautiful. Nice. The Black Hills, Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. Okay, beautiful. It's gorgeous. Both, both west sides of both states are incredible. So don't come to Sioux Falls. Uh Come to Sioux Falls because it's great. Okay, I feel yeah. bad. I feel like I'm hating on my own place now. Well, I was but making fun of it, side. and then you were defending it, and now you're telling me not to go. So I'm just trying to keep up with, yeah, with seriously. the, come the to tourism Sioux. board is clearly not paying you. <laughs> to be like, yeah, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Come to Sioux Falls and then take a flight to the, to the west side Deal. of the state. Okay, so. deal. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's it's actually a gorgeous I'll take drive. a wagon train across the state. <laughs> okay, so you're from that territory, from that area. You grow up. You go to – college you go to high school you go to master's degree you're suddenly good at a thing that you explode at and you've been doing for 10 years at what point in your life did you decide that that adoption was right for your family uh adoption has actually been a part of me since i was eight. Oh wow so when i was eight um, my parents sat us down my two older brothers and said um we're gonna have we're gonna have an, another child enter our home and my mom explained it in a way that made sense to three young boys. She said some kids come home from hospitals and some come home from airports. Wow. And so it was, cool. it was just a way that ex- I was like, oh, okay. And so from the get-go, I had never had a younger sibling. Right. So for me, it was, okay, this is how it happens. Right. And so I can remember it um, when I was eight years old, we went to the airport in Omaha and my sister, my sister came. She was two years old. Wow. And from that From moment, where? What country? From South Korea. Wow. And it came through Holt, the uh-huh. organization. And, um, I mean, I, I, I can remember that day so clearly. I can, I, it's, uh, it's impossible to forget. I can remember just going back to the hotel as a family for the first time. And, and so I just, that's just what I knew. Wow. It was, was some kids come from hospitals and some come from airports. That's amazing. And so I knew at a young, young age that this is something that I wanted to be a part of. That's cool. Um, just because it's my sister, and I'm, I, I love her more than words can explain. And yeah. so I knew that someday, as an eight-year-old, I remember saying, someday I'm going to adopt myself. And so that's really came where it came from. It's and amazing. That's, that's where adoption's been there since Now, when one. I have conversations with people, they warn me, or they tell me that they warned their person when they were dating. They were like, just so you know... I'm going to be adopting, and if that's not good with you to grow our family, then I'm out. You know, like that conversation. Did you have that conversation with your wife or your fiance oh, at the time? We we did immediately. Nice. I, it was because, again, um, and she, it, it was, it's crazy that you say that because that's exactly how I felt. When we started seriously dating, I, I said, just so you know, I really want to adopt at some point. Nice. That's r- just really near and dear to my heart. And I, Did I, she I, flinch? Not at all. Oh, it wow. was new cool. for her, um, but not at all. That's and awesome. I think it was in her seeing my love for my sister even, and then just having friends yeah. um, growing up that, that were adopted as well. Um, it was something that was not a huge hurdle for her. Um, I think for extended family at first, it was definitely 
just like, okay, I yeah. don't understand why right. this and why that. And I can remember when my sister came home with my grandparents at the time. At first, there was like, God, I don't understand why you're adopting and yeah. why you're doing this. Sure. And then, as, I mean, as soon as my sister came, our whole family was head over heels. Wow, that's so amazing. I would say my sister got all the good looks in our entire family. Wow, so that's awesome. Yeah. So then you adopted a little boy from Ethiopia. Yep, we adopted uh, a little boy from Ethiopia. He was right around the uh, age of one. Okay. We went through Bethany Christian is who we went through for okay. adoption. And we always thought we were going to have two kids and then adopt the third. And out of nowhere, so we had our oldest son. Out of nowhere, it just was so clear that this is something we were supposed to do. Hmm. And I was fresh out of getting my master's, so I'm broke as completely can be. Totally. And so it didn't make any sense to my plan and my thought. And yet it was honestly, I, I, I always say it was more clear to adopt at that time than it was to go into be a pastor. Wow. I mean, just the call that, like, I The just sense of, like, this is something I'm going to do. You and have you know to what's do. crazy is even people who are adopting, who are of faith, people who are, if, of a, who, are, who are part of a faith conversation, go, it feels like God told us. I mean, there's lots of that language. Oh. Sort of the, if I make fun of it, it's a sort of the Jesus made me do it movement where it's like, well, God, I mean, what was I going to do? There's, but even people who are not of a faith background, they still say, there was something pulling me, calling me. It's as if adoption is like a, a gravitational pull, and you are connected somehow to that child, and you go, this is going to happen. I have a friend who's oh, so true. a Buddhist teacher who said she's, she's a pre-adoptive mom. She hasn't adopted yet, and she said she drives down the freeway, and she keeps looking at things, and she thinks she sees like a um, car seat on the side of the road. She keeps going, there's a baby out there for me. There's a baby out there for me, and I'm like, it, does that make sense? Like it almost like it like has this calling on her, even though she doesn't have the spiritual language for it, or or I'll say yep. the religious language yep. for it. She still has this overwhelming sense that there's a child out there, not coming from within her. Yeah, well, no question. I think that 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 sense of calling sometimes is what carries you through the through the pre-adoption. Yeah, right. And it's no question what it what it what it carries you through with the post. Yeah, right. And just rem just remembering like god this this is something greater that that I'm a part of and I know I'm fulfilling a call from from God is what how I would wow. say it. Yeah, um, totally. It's no question. It's one of the coolest things for us. So we we just didn't finances was our hardest thing to yeah. for adoption. We just didn't know how How'd we you afford it cuz that's my sweet so, spot. So right we there. tried How'd and tried and tried and tried and tried to figure it out and we just couldn't figure it out. Um, and a, a lot of the different uh, adoption groups, uh, you needed to start the process, the home study part, before you could even apply for right. different grants. And right. for us, $3,000 was even a lot. And so we just tried for eight months. I tried everything. And finally, I can remember one night, just like, God, I've done everything. So I haven't been lazy. You've laid something in my heart. I haven't been lazy. And I just need to give this over to you. And I kid you not, this is one of the craziest things that's ever happened. The next Tuesday night, that was like a Thursday night. The next Tuesday night, we're downstairs watching TV at our house, and the doorbell rings, and it's pitch black out. And so nobody's outside. Yeah. Well, and they're without electricity in, in yeah, Sioux Falls. <laughs> you know, it gets dark. I mean, all the candles are great <laughs> sun. Probably great skies, though, right? Like, the, the stars are oh. probably amazing. <laughs> the candles, we had blown them all out already. Yeah, right, totally. So anyways, doorbell rings, and I'm like, man, if a friend was stopping over, they'd text or something like that. Right. We'd know. And so it was so weird. They kept ringing. And it's like, God, they're going to wake up our oldest son, Hudson. So I go up our stairs, and I'm just going to look and see if I know the person. And if I don't, I'm not going to answer it. Right. Well, I look, and as soon as I look, this kid sees me, and I'm like, oh, man, he saw me. Okay, so I go to the door, and I'm like, oh, hey, this is, hello, who are you? And I'm like, I'm the defense. And he's like, is this the Webbers? 
And I said, yeah, this is, and still did not open the door. And he's like, ah, I have something for you. And he reached in his coat and he gave me an envelope. And I was like, okay, so I'm not, I'm not making this up. This seems right. weird. Sure. I grabbed the envelope and I say, uh, and have can, can Willy I? Willy Wonka's golden ticket. Yeah. Well, like I said, can I, can I ask what your name is? And I reach my hand out to shake his, and he says, no, I, I'm just the messenger. And turns around and walks away. And I'm like, okay, messenger boy. Like, right. who in the yeah, world totally. are you? I open up the envelope. And I look in, and it's stacked with $100 bills. No way. I'm like, what? So I drop it. I didn't even know what it was for. I drop it. I ran out, and the kid was gone. It was the weirdest thing. Seriously, I get chills just thinking about it. I, I was like, where did that kid go? I didn't see, it, like, any taillights. I didn't see a kid on a huffy. Like, I'm like, where is this kid? So I come back. I open it up, and it's 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 $3,000. No way. And it says, heard you've been wanting to adopt for some time. Hope this covers the home study. No way. And I was like, oh, like, I seriously, I was, I, it was so, so, I go downstairs and I'm like, Becky, look at this. And we both started crying. I mean, it wasn't something we were audibly telling people because we didn't want people to feel guilty for us and like, oh, we're going to give because you, f- whatever. And we just, we started the home study that next day we called the adoption wow. agency. So you have no idea who it is? No idea yet to this day. And I just was cra- like, oh, man, I'm going to stop thinking about it. I haven't thought about it for a while, actually. Wow. It was just one of those moments you're like, no way, you know? So do you, well, what's your assessment of that? You think that was a person or do you think that was like an angel of some kind? I have no idea. It was it was one of the craziest experiences of my life. That's insane. Because we live in a o- uh, fairly new neighborhood at that time, so there wasn't trees to hide behind and stuff. Right. Uh, I just, it was so crazy. I'm like, where did that kid go? Yeah. And uh, and it was nuts. That's Came amazing. in, read the note, and I was just like, no, stink it. That right. is amazing. So. Well, I can't wait for to figure out where that came from. <laughs> so you went through the adoption process. Yeah. And now you're an adoptive dad. Yep. And I want to hone in on... For you, what are three things that you wish you would have known as an adoptive dad? So what do you think, aside from an envelope of cash, which <laughs> I'm going to pray and hope for for every single every person, person who's listening. <laughs> so when you're listening and you're, you listen to this because you're in the adoption process, I'm praying for, for envelopes of cash for you. Envelopes aside from cash. envelopes of cash, what advice do you wish was, was in that envelope that said, Adam, here are three things you need to know to prepare for what journey you're about to embark on yeah i'm not sure if you're looking for practical things or not um for, for always for, for <laughs> the, or whatever you have the yeah, pra- yeah the practical thing that i i always, and this is just me is really finding a solid agency okay yeah that, that you trust yep. I, I i think that's been a just a really practical thing that i'm always so glad uh we really went back between holt and bethany because we had my parents had an awesome experience but really just an agency you can trust is really really practical huge um the second thing um, going into it, I just worried, will I, will I love him as much mm. as I love my biological son? Mm. Like, that's just being really raw. Yeah, totally. But I think, I think you worry about that with any second kid, where, whether they're biological or adopted. And I just, I really wrestled with that, like, just through the process. And, again, I, like, I don't know how to explain it except um, to, to use God language. We got the picture, and it actually was a, a bad picture. It was a crappy picture. It wasn't wow. pretty. It wasn't this great image. It was actually really blurry. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I kind of th- maybe he's sharp looking. I don't know because the picture's so bad. But there was something within me that's just like, this is your son. Wow. You know, just like you look at a machine and you see a baby 
like at a hospital right. dancing around on the right. screen. Totally. Is it's like, whoa, my goodness. And so I think that's something I, I wish someone, um, I wish I would have known internally, that like, no, you will, you will love them. Yeah. And they're gonna drive you crazy, but you will love them. <laughs> so yeah. The you wish somebody said, please don't worry about that. Don't yeah, let that don't stress you out. Yeah. Absolutely, because I, I think I had that doubt. And I think I've had uh, other people who have considered adoption who have maybe stayed away from it for that very question. Sure, sure. Like, I just don't know if I'll love them the same, and I don't want that to put that on a kid. Right, and I don't want to be that person who, like, couldn't love their child. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. You, and so that was that was one thing. The other thing, uh, so that practical deal, find a solid agency, you will love them. The, th- the third thing for me is just how hard it is. Like, just, just mm. honestly, like, just the moments of um, it's difficult, it's challenging, and there's other people who are facing the same thing. Wow, so yeah. just, just in anything that you go through, and that's true with any kid. Yeah, right. I mean, I worry about every single one. We somehow have four children, by the way. That's wow. completely bizarre. I As a person in Los Angeles, I mean, I know one guy with four kids. I, I, I know one guy who wants four kids, and his <laughs> wife is like, H-E double hockey sticks, no. I see people with four kids, and I, I, I'll confess I judge them until I realize that I have four kids. Yeah, myself. yeah. You look at them, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But it just I, – I, I wish I would have known that it was as challenging as it is. And how, what would you have done differently? Knowing that – Matt, now, now imagine someone told you those three things. Yep. Adam, here's a stack of cash from an angel. Yep. And don't worry about loving them. You'll love them just as much. Find a solid agency that you can really, really trust. And it's going to be really friggin' hard. Yep. Well, how would you have responded differently? What you, what would you have done differently in your journey? I think the first two things um, I, I I would wouldn't have worried about because I just would have been like, yep, we're already talking with a solid agency. The first the second one that would have just been a, a something internally just to hear like, hey, you don't have to worry about that. That's totally. just gonna totally. It, you're gonna love you're gonna love your son, your daughter, just like yep. you would. You have enough daughter. room in your heart. You so will. To speak. You will. Yeah. Like uh, just you just will. The third thing I think. It's just finding other people who have already adopted that you can be raw with and real with. Okay. Um, yeah, totally. I, just to have someone, um, there was a family who recently came up to me and is a really respected family in, back home, and um, they just said, man, it's really been challenging, and we just don't really know what to do. And I said, hey, just so you know, um, it hasn't been all roses for Becky and I, and every day is just a new day. And just know that you, if you ever need to just talk to someone, if you need resources, we have a couple counselors. Got it. Um, there's a counselor that we've we've met went and met with, and yep. they're they're fantastic. They specialize in adoption, so if you have any questions about that, never hesitate to reach out. Yeah, totally. So I think I early on I wish I would have had, uh, uh, just at the start had that relationship for myself, yeah, just a place great. to be to be raw and real. So Jeremy Cowart. I heard him yes. share recently and was just so refreshed by his candidness. Totally. I'm just saying, this is the he hardest and his wife thing I've done this in my podcast. life. They were yeah. on this podcast talking about how brutal it was. Oh, yeah. And I, I needed to hear that. That's great. And I think uh, I think other families need to hear that who are considering adoption or in um, or, or have already adopted. And don't let that be something that keeps you. Uh, we're never promised that our lives are going to be all roses. If, if you don't want to have challenge, do not have kids, period. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, like totally. Zero children totally. in your life. Because there's a person listening right now who's considering adoption, and they're like, oh, why, would I, why would I sign up for something this hard? Yep. Why would I complicate my life? Why would I sign up for something expensive? I mean, it doesn't. it's not a, a compelling argument to go, <laughs> all right, this is going to cost you a bunch of money. <laughs> 
You're, it's going to complicate your family. People are going to stare at you for having an Ethiopian child on your shoulders in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, even when the electricity <laughs> works. Tell me why I would do this. If it's going to complicate even the emotional environment of my family, it's going to complicate the, the, in, the, the way that we relate to each other and to our children. Why would I jump into this? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I can't imagine life without it. Hmm. I'm talking about adoption in general. Hmm. Um, as a follower of Christ, there's something about um, having different colors even within your own family that's so powerful. Hmm. And, and yet it's about something greater. It's not about you having a child. It's about there's a child that needs a home, hmm. um, that you have a place in your heart to love, and you have a place within your house to care for. Yep. And so um, there's definitely going to be difficult days. Um, but it's, it's absolutely a wonderful, amazing adventure. Hmm. And I can't imagine life without my, my little Ethiopian Wilson. I mean, I'm crazy. Complexity about and all. Oh, complexity and all. I'm so grateful for him. He's taught me so much. Um, he's just taught me so much, you yeah. know, and he, he, um, what's something he taught you just how to love, wow. um, to love unconditionally and, to see his uh, times of anger or frustration or I hate you, you know, mm -hmm. like just being honest. Yeah. As uh, he's not angry at me, he's hurting inside. Mm. And so, God, like, man, I need to love him. And what's so cool is the days that I'm maybe not a stellar dad, the next morning he comes up um, and just he, he, he his way of hugging me isn't arms around me. He comes up and just kind of leans his shoulder yeah, right. into me. My that's daughter does that too. <laughs> that's yeah. his way he hugs. And she leans from the back. And it's yeah. like, I'm supposed to do all the work here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he just he has taught me to love. Wow, that's I mean, amazing. Just in, um, How old is he? He is seven. What do you hope he says about you when he's 25? Oh. That dad, that dad loved me well. Hmm. And dad was always there. And, uh, yeah. That probably would be what I would say. Just yeah. that dad loved me well, and he, he was always willing to listen, always willing to just sit with me, yeah. always willing to hold me. So it's um, the times that he'll try, you can just tell he's hurting. Um, once he kind of gets done with maybe anger or whatever, is the next moment he just wants to be held. Hmm. And so it's just like, Dad, I just want to be close to you, Dad. He yeah. doesn't say that, but you can just feel it all over him. And, wow. and um, man, just... Uh, I, I, my upbringing, I, you know, I grew up in an amazing home, mom and dad. Uh, there's in so many ways he's been through more in life in the first 12 months of his life than I have in hmm. 34 years. Hmm. And just seeing, like, I'm so grateful our, uh, our God's able to make all things new, um, not just for a 34-year-old, but also for Wilson, and you can see that happening. And just uh, uh, I'm a sucker for a redemption story <laughs> in myself yeah. and also in him, and it's just cool to see. It's cool to see that no happen. No matter what he experiences or what he goes through, what do you hope he knows? Like, what do you hope he knows from you? If it's like, man, if there's nothing else he hears or that he knows, what do you want him to know? Oh, probably probably three things. Uh, that he's loved, um, that he's a Weber through and through. I mm -hmm. mean, he is a Weber whether he, he wants to be or not. Um, and also that he's proud of where he's come from. Hmm. So... Um, yeah, we, we're fortunate in Sioux Falls to have three, four different Ethiopian restaurants. Nice. And try to expose that to him as often as we possibly can. 
just to say, hey, buddy, we're so proud of where you come from. Wow. And uh, that's 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 part of who you are. And so we're, we're just so you know, dad and mom, we're proud of that. Like, wow, that's, that's cool. not something to hide. That's something to talk about. Yeah, that's amazing. And so those three things, just that he is love, that he's a part of our family, not just kind of sort of a part of our family. Like, right. He's our family. And that it, we're proud of where he's come from and that he's proud of where he's come from. Dude, that's amazing. So. Dude, well, I, I wish you would adopt me later. <laughs> oh, you're an awesome dad no. and a really cool pastor. Like, uh, you're cool looking and you got shoes uh, and a jacket no, and a hat and everything. You're super rad. So, oh. so grateful to have you on the conversation and on this podcast. So cool to hear your adoption story and uh, really looking forward to watching your son grow up and finding cool ways to connect, adopt yeah. together, even with your community Absolutely. up in Sioux Falls so we can get more kids adopted out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That would be wonderful. That'd <laughs> be, be wonderful. Awesome. No, just grateful for what you do. Awesome. And just sharing the heart of adoption. It's, it's wonderful. For sure. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Friends, thank you for being a part of the Adopt Together podcast today for this episode. If your life has been touched by adoption, I would love to connect with you and love to know who you are and how you've been impacted by adoption so that we can help you find ways so that you can connect to the adoptee community where you live or somewhere around the country. Tonight, as a matter of fact, 1,500 of us are going to the Dodgers Stadium to watch the Dodgers beat the, Lo the Cincinnati Reds. And when that happens, there will be 1,500 adoptees and people who have been touched by adoption in the stadium for the official adoptee night at Dodger Stadium. There are events like this all around the country. There are events like this in your town and some other place. And some of you who live in cities where this hasn't happened and this isn't there, then some of you have got to get together and start pulling people together and pull these off because it's an extraordinary time for people to gather and to celebrate how adoption has touched their life in a beautiful, beautiful way. So if that's you, just tweeted us at adopt, A-D-O-P-T-T. And then if you want to tweet at me, at Hank Fortner, we'd love to hear from you, know who you are, and know that you're listening and that you're with us. Hope you're great, and I hope life is wonderful for you and that you can continue to embrace this crazy, brutal, beautiful, wonderful journey called life.